Hi there, Let's Talk Sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Pucks. And I'm joined by my co-host, Jim, from Last Word on Hockey. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here talking sports with you, talking hockey. Beginning of the week, lots to discuss. We're camp- We're closing in on the trade deadline, uh, March 21st, so a lot of action is happening. Uh, yeah, um, definitely is. I mean, we've got Pack show, um, who's hot and who's not around the league, and um, a few different trade rumors and stories. But before we get started, if um, anyone hasn't, please check out uh, Jim's show from Saturday night, um, Last Word on Hockey on Mad Radio Network. Um, give everyone a little bit of a taste of what they can check out. Yeah, so it's about it's three guys. This is water cooler talk, as I say every week when we come on, talking hockey, uh, just whatever's going on in the league, who's hot, who's not, major trades. Um, you know, it's just three guys just talking hockey, and we're always the first place to find information. Uh, you know, you go to your other podcasts, you know, your TSNs or whatever. No, 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 come to us because we'll break it before they even discuss it. We talked about the Rangers. We talked about Canadians, what Gordon was going to do to make them similar like the Rangers. Other people are talking about that now. We've talked about a bunch of other things uh, before all these popular podcasts have um, you know, come out and said it. And plus, we got an audio form where you can find it on all uh, your major um, you know, locations, Spotify, Apple, you know, Google, wherever you can get your podcast, find it. It's up there as well. Uh, a lot of great content. Uh, so, you know, that's just pretty much how you're going to see it. It's just three guys going around the water cooler talking hockey. One guy, all three of us have played. We have a goalie perspective. We have a guy that, you know, I have the in on, you know, with a lot of my inside sources. And then obviously the fans perspective as well. And when we get people joining and, and commenting, we flow a lot better. So thanks for everybody for tuning in as always to check out the show. It's always a pleasure doing it, and uh, yeah, it's just a fun show. You need to check it out every week. Yeah, and please do. Um, if you like Jim's content on this network, it'll be um, the same, just a bit of variety for of different people, so please do. It really does make a difference when you see names you recognize and um, just the numbers of people following you go up so please do um check out jim's content i know he puts a lot of work into it so that you can easily find it jim shared it in the groups uh, uh just hit on the episode and and why not follow the page where you're there and also share it so your friends can enjoy it as well absolutely the more people know about it it's better you know, we got some changes coming up. We're probably going to do a live trade deadline show as well. We take some uh, caller comments and maybe we'll get s- some people to like call in somehow and talk to us uh, if their questions answered or a comment. So a lot of lot of fun stuff coming uh, to the show as well. And it's just it's just a fun time to be a hockey fan. It's you know I always tell everybody. Um, you know, for me, it's the trade deadline and the, the free agency of the two days. I'm the busiest the most because everything goes on <laughs> starting at like 9 a.m. So it's always a busy day. 
Yeah, and everyone keep your eye out because I'm sure Jim will have um, articles up. Um, sort of health, put it in because people know. Um, he made he had a little uh false, um, I'm sure he'll be finding a way around it. Um, even if he has to um, get someone else to type for him, so please do check out his articles when they. Uh, go live. Um, so if we get started, um, the Panthers are side we've talked about fairly often on this. One of the hot sides uh, have lost three in a row now. Do you view this as just an outlier, a bit of bad form and nothing to worry about you? Yeah, I mean, all the good teams go through it throughout the, the year. You know, you're not going to win every game. You're not going to play your best every week. And, you know, we're seeing that with the Panthers right now. They're just not playing their best. And, you know, they lost a couple games they probably shouldn't have had. Uh, they probably could have won. Maybe that Edmonton game they probably want back. Uh, Bobrovsky's just not played him, uh, playing the way he should be playing. Uh, something that we discussed on my show to put the way of uh, the play of Sergei Bobrovsky. Maybe they need to bring up Spencer Knight. You know, Anthony Duclair's, you know, cooled off a bit. You know, Jonathan Huberto and, and Sasha Barkov are still playing well, uh, but they're just not getting the consistency that they had prior where they were unbeaten pretty much all year on home ice. Uh, you know, and teams go through that, you know, but the good teams figure out a way to end it quickly and get back on track. You know, Carolina went through it. You know, we've seen the Rangers are going through it right now. Calgary's gone through it. Like, all the good teams go through it because teams aren't used to playing 82 games right now. I mean, last year was 56 games. The year before that, they played 70-something. So there's going to be lulls in the season. You just have to figure out a way from turning three not into ten. So I think the Panthers will be okay. I mean, the Lightning are creeping up on them one point behind them in the standings. They got to watch themselves because they could be battling Toronto for the winner uh, who hasn't won a first-round series in a long time. And I think that would be a build. Two teams that haven't gotten out of the first round in a long, long time. So I think the Panthers will be fine, but I think they just need to uh, just get back to their game and uh, you know forget about last week. Yeah, um, Audrey and spoiler alert, they may come up. In the trade deadline rumors, um, and team what's um, very much um, opposite and doing well. The Bruins they um, continue to do well now, one four in a row. And to be honest with you, they're a bit like a fine wine, just getting better as you get deeper in the season. Because I'm quite impressed with what they're doing at the moment. I think it's going to be fascinating what they do going forward because they are sides what are normally quite aggressive in regard to the trade deadline. So I'm intrigued to see what they do because I think they know um, that this has made they've got an opportunity here. So if they can add one or two more pieces, they could be contenders. Yeah, I mean, look, the Bruins to figure it out, that's a team like I talk about. Good teams figure out how to keep their longevity going. They went through a lull a little bit, but they didn't have Brad Marchand or Patrice Bergeron in the lineup. Obviously, you know, getting Tuka Rask back would have been amazing, you know, to have a veteran a goaltender like that for the playoffs. But Linus Olmark and Jeremy Swayman have proved to play, be a great tandem this year for this Bruins team. And I don't think they needed Rask. I think they more need a second-line center. And Eric Hall is doing a great job. I harp on it again. But the fact that they split up 
that perfection line has really helped the Bruins show them that they have depth down the middle. And not to mention, Jake DeBrusque on the first line with Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand the other night, he looked really, really good. Uh, maybe they finally found an itch for him, though despite, you know, he could be still on the trading block. Um, I think they still need a second-line center. That would be nice. I know, like I said, Hollis played really well, but I think that's something that they would need. You know, potentially maybe the Bruins could always add depth defensemen as well, maybe reunite them with their old captain, potentially. Let's see if they actually want him and, and things like that. But I, I like the way the Bruins are playing right now, four in a row. Looking good, six points behind the Maple Leafs, uh, you know. So, you know, they're still in contention for the top three in that Atlantic division if a team struggles. So you can't uh, count out the Bruins. You know, this was the year a lot of people talked maybe one of Penguins, Bruins, Capitals might not make the playoffs. But, you know, good teams figure out a way when the pressure's on to uh, put their winning ways together. And I, I just like the way this team is constructed. They're playing physical they're playing Bruins hockey, and I think that's what Bruce Cassidy wanted out of them. And and like I said, off the top, Linus Olmark and Jeremy Swayman have proved to handle the load pretty well despite not having to harass for most of the year. And obviously, Rask is retired now. So those are the guys uh, going forward. And, you know, when Olmark signed that four-year deal, you're like, okay, you know, they expected Tuka not to come back. And when he did, it was a little bit of a surprise. You know, I think – Maybe they reach out to David Krejci to see if he's interested in coming for a playoff run or before that. So you never know with this team in the way if they got the line split up again. I think it's uh, it's something to, to, to keep an eye on on what the Bruins do at the deadline because I think they do are a player and I think they want to improve their team and I think they want to have another run at this with this group because they're not getting any younger. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, one side, what well, um, continue win um a bit of an outlier to regard to their season with canadians um there's nothing too much i'm sure to get excited about at this point of view of their fans but reality is we spoke about this last week that all what they can do is now take it one game at a time one win at a time and it's progress and at least they're winning games and their fans ain't had too much to shout about this season so um, it's a positive step as they look to build for the future. Yeah, I mean, it's all about building for the future for um, the Canadians uh, going forward. I mean, look, it's nice to see them winning um, under Martin San Luis, and I think that's what they wanted to do. There's a complete culture change under him. The defensive structure is back to what it was. He's got this team playing freer, looser, um, you know, not worried about too many things. And they're out there playing and having fun. And you could see with Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki, they're back together having the magic they did from the playoff run from a year ago. You know, obviously there's no Carey Price or Jake Allen, but you know what? Samuel Montabal is playing really well. You know, Andrew Hammond's got two wins now since coming, you know, since get, they traded for him. I think they maybe wanted somebody else, but you know what? Hammond's got NHL experience, the Hamburglar. And uh, he's won them a couple of games here. I mean, you know, the fan base may not be too happy because they're winning, but they're playing for pride right now. And they're playing towards next season, like you said. And you want to see what they have. And guys like Arteri Lekkinen and Ben Sherat and Jeff Petrie are starting to raise their draft stock, and they could be moved out, which most likely they will be. Um, Jeff Gordon has done a great job, you know, getting a guy like Martin San Luis. It's all going to be on Martin San Luis and what he wants to do going forward. Does he want to be the coach of the Canadians going forward or does he want to step aside? And he just wanted to come in and get his, you know, his beak wet a little bit. 
I got to imagine if anything, maybe signs on like goes year to year until he decides this is what he wants to do because he's the right fit. And the fact that LeCavalier is there in a, a special advisor role, Kent Hughes there as well. I think they have a good structure in this organization. And I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, Canadians, you know, are a player in the offseason. I think that's the rumor mill out there. That's what's being talked about. And if they can accelerate that rebuild and become a, a contender long term instead of playoff run every five years that's something that they're gonna look to do and and jeff gordon has the pedigree to do it what he's done with the rangers as we see with them uh continuing to do well and the big thing is going to be carry price if carry price comes back this catapults this team into a playoff team right away because he can play and we know he can play and he can play well and at a high level so if they can get the right pieces around him and the right structure with Martin St. Louis as a coach, I think this might be a trend you see in the National Hockey League where guys that may be inexperienced may get a shot uh, at coaching some of these teams here. And I, I like what the Canadians are doing. Yeah, five in a row, not ideal. But you know what? They couldn't get any worse under Dominic Ducharme. It only could go up, and it is going up. And I like the way Martin St. Louis is commanding the room and commanding the bench, and he's having letting his guys have fun because hockey is a fun game. Yeah, I'd rate and the reality is um they've tried what um the tried and test method and that didn't work for them. So perhaps sometimes you need to go younger and appoint someone what maybe some people might think it might be a year or two early. That's how you, maybe you get a game changer. So I'm intrigued to see how this plays out and if it does work like you say it could be a trend. So um we will see. Yeah. Um yeah, just real quick on the Canadians, um, you know, if they're able to keep San Louis as their coach going into the offseason and into next year, you could maybe see a couple of high-profile free agents sign up there. And just imagine if they made this move a little earlier, this team could be, be in contention for a playoff spot or at least competing to be in a playoff spot um, and pushing the other teams in the wild card because, you know, Right now, you know, you have Columbus and, and Detroit trying to push Washington out of there. So you never know if Montreal decided to make the move earlier. We just don't know what would have been different because I don't think there's enough runway for them to actually make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Um, one side, what um, is the free will is the Blues have won four in a row and um, continued to good. Yeah, I mean, look, Jordan Bennington's getting back to his old form. I think that the uh, going back to the city of brotherly love, where Gloria was born, and the and the birth of Bennington and Winnington, that has definitely helped him. He looks strong against Chicago Blackhawks over the weekend. Um, that team is playing really well. Ryan O'Reilly continues to drive the offense. Pavel Buchnevich, what a sneaky sign! What a sneaky trade that was. Obviously. You know, the Rangers try, had to get him out, and then they re-signed him to a deal, and he's looked great for the Blues this year. You know, Vladimir Tarasenko, despite wanting it, um, being wanted to be traded out of there, is fitting really nicely. The, the Blues look like the old Blues of 2019 when they went on a Stanley Cup run. Yeah, the, the players and the names have changed, but the attitude is not, and they're playing like uh, their head coach Craig Berube did back in the day and and this blue team is dangerous i like what they have on defense tory crew um everybody's finally settling in after set uh, after signing his free agents or coming over in his trades philly huso has pushed jordan bennington to to get back to this level and the blues are sitting pretty good in the, in that central division you know right behind colorado 
Um, I don't know if they're going to catch them for the division lead, but if they can get home ice in that first round, that's going to be huge. I like the way St. Louis is built. And, you know, up and down that lineup, they just play with so much physicality. They grind. They have a good fourth line. And every every player can score. I mean, yeah, the Blues have gone through their ups and downs. But right now they're beat. Earlier in the year, you know, maybe they, they lose that game to Chicago. Right now they're on a winning streak and they're playing well. And they, and they got the W. And that's what they need to do to show that they are a real contender in the Western Conference, especially if, to, if they want to make a deep playoff run. I think they, they'll be a contender to make a trade at the deadline, potentially get like a guy like Sherratt to sure up that defense, especially on that right side. I think that's something that they need to do going forward because I just don't know if Marco Scandella can hold up going forward. But I like the way this team has been constructed, and I think they, they have a move or two in them. Yeah, I agree. Um, another team might have a move or two in them, and what it's also done well um the ices of uh, kings um they're probably one of the more talked about uh teams of the last few weeks of one five in a row and um seem to be um firing in all cylinders and i'm intrigued to see if they are players at the deadline yeah i mean look the kings for me were a team that i was i was watching because they made that surge while calgary and edmonton were struggling you wanted to see if they could keep it up, keep it going. They had a little bit of a dip, but now they got it back again. They got their swagger back, and Tom McClellan's got this team playing the right way. Anze Kopitar, Drew Doughty, Jonathan Quick, the holdovers from 2012 and 2014 along with Dustin Brown are playing really well. Dustin Brown's game has tailed off a bit, but Quentin Byfield stepped up. Victor Arbitson, um, Adrian Kempe. Uh, Philip Deneau has been a great signing. You know, a lot of people scratched their head when that happened. Maybe it was just a money deal, but he's allowed Anze Kopitar to elevate his game because he's getting the tougher draws, tougher assignments. So uh, Kopitar can get the points like he's used to. Uh, I think they may go add some scoring and some more defense. I know Jacob Chikrin's name's been uh, linked to the uh, Los Angeles Kings, and why not? They're in a playoff position. You know, they're right, they're right behind the Calgary Flames. Uh, in the Pacific division, only three points behind it past the Vegas golden Knights. So it's, you know, this team is for real. I didn't think they were, we going to be able to hold on. Um, I thought they'd be similar to what Anaheim is doing, you know, just, you know, just right there, but you know, maybe it wasn't their time yet, but LA, you know, all cylinders are go right now for this team. They're going to go all in. And, and I just like the, the way they're constructed and they have the pieces to make the trades. Um, the question is, do they want to give up on some of these players in their system right now? But Kings are just playing really, really good hockey, uh, five in a row, like you said. And it's just uh, it's good to see because uh, big market teams doing well is what, what the NHL needs. And, you know, this Pacific division, you know, many people thought it was just Vegas and Edmonton. But now you see, you know, um, Calgary, L.A., Anaheim all right there so it, it's good to see that uh, these teams are in contention and making it a competitive division instead of just one of the weaker divisions in hockey i agree um and that brings us to the Canucks. um there's very much a debate at the moment can they make playoffs or ever they left themselves a little too much to do where do you fall in this argument 
I mean, the Canucks are three points behind the Dallas Stars for the final wild card spot. I mean, the Canucks played against the Rangers on Sunday night. They played the Devils Monday night. If they can get three or four points from those back to backs, that that'll definitely help them. If they go four for four, even better. Um, you know, it's all going to depend on how close they are at the deadline. If, if they want to make moves, look, the you know two teams that have been linked to each other, Devils and Canucks, are you know playing each other Monday night. You know, they they're interested in Zaka. The Devils are interested in Garland and Besser. It's all going to be how the the Canucks decide what they want to go do going forward, who they want to give up on, um, and if they want to give up on their season. Because if they're three points at the deadline, they may decide, hey, you know what, we have a, still have a shot at this thing. But if they fall off and fade away, then maybe not. I mean, maybe teams stand pat because we just don't know with the, with the salary cap and everything. You know, the way Bruce Boudreau has this team playing, maybe it, it might be best like Calgary did, just miss playoffs and, you know, maybe make a rebuild or go for it one more time next year and then have a whole offseason under Boudreau and, and go for it. I mean, Thatcher Demko's real deal here. So he's back to his old form. JT Miller continues to be a beast. I wouldn't be shocked if they decide to keep Miller and not trade him. Maybe a guy like Besser goes. Maybe a guy like Garland goes. That would be shocking because they just traded and signed for him. But the Canucks are a team to watch, and they're still right in this playoff thing. I mean, if they get a win tonight, they're only a point behind the Dallas Stars for the, the final wild card spot and right behind those Edmonton Oilers and ahead of those Anaheim Ducks. So it's the wild, wild west right now, and I think Vancouver needs every point. Yep, um, I agree. Um, so that brings us um, to our trade rumours section. And a player we talked about last week was JT Miller. And um, the reports coming out is that he could well be moved very um, soon. Um, they, it seems like all sides want to get a deal done. Um, is there any landing spots you see? as a good place for him i mean you know he you know the rangers have been talked about because they need depth down the middle they need a number one center and considering what he did against his former team on sunday night yeah definitely he could be a fit there um you know the canucks may decide to keep him and, and trade somebody else i mean there are other players other teams that have you know come up like toronto but they don't need depth down the middle they don't need that type of player um you know, maybe LA decides to make a run for him. Um, you know, the problem is there's so with his salary and teams up against the salary cap, he's going to be a tough player to move. Maybe they wait to the off season. You know, I've heard Florida's name come up, Carolina as well. Teams looking for offense, especially come the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if Boston comes calling on him. He'd be a great fit for that Bruins team. Um, give uh, you know Taylor Hall options up there as well. But, you know, the Canucks could just keep him because they decide, you know what, he is a building block. We don't really have to trade him this year. He's still got a year left on his contract, and they revisit everything next year. Um, I agree. Um, one of the other reports is um, Oilers apparently are in the need for get a deal done. Is there someone you think they could target? I mean, you know, the Oilers, the rumors have been Marc-Andre Fleury has been the guy that they've been looking after from Vegas. Um, it all depends if Fleury wants to move his no-trade clause. You know, there's been talk Washington has reached out to Chicago, and Fleury said no three times. Um, maybe they look at a guy like Jonas Corpusalo, they trade for him. 
maybe an Alexander Gorgiev from the Rangers. They try to make a deal there. Um, there are options out there for him, maybe a Braden Holtby from uh, Dallas, but that's, again, if Dallas is not in the in the playoff picture, they're right there right now. So I don't know if they decide to, you know, move him because the way Jake Ottinger's play. I mean, they they they, they, they do have um, Anton Hudobin if they decide to move uh, Braden Holtby. So those are some names out there that, you know, that could move um, to go to Edmonton because they definitely need goalie help. I mean, clearly Mike Smith is, you know, Looks like he's done. So and and you know, I hate to say it, but you know they're they're doing better with Koskinen and as uh, Stuart Skinner. So um, they definitely need an upgrade in in goal if they want to make a deep run or even make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting. Um, there's some players that want to be aggressive movement and some. Um, Sort of bringing in players, but Ducks are one of those sides where apparently they want to have a far south, get rid of um, some of their pieces, and maybe hope to build for the future. Um, is there any players you could see them moving? Yeah, I mean, look, the Ducks could be a different team next year, uh, potentially. A guy, um, there's three guys that they could move Josh Manson. Ricard Raquel and Hampus Lindholm, all three guys' names came up last year at the deadline as well. Uh, Raquel could bring scoring to a team, so maybe he could be a good fit for Toronto. Um, you know, harping back to the Leafs again, but Lindholm is a good defenseman. You know, his, he's reasonable, so if a team L.A. could look for him, I don't know if the Kings want to go in the uh, – Ducks want to go inside the division and down the freeway, but, you know, other teams could look at a guy like Lindholm um, – and then Josh Manson as well. He's a, a great defender as well. Um, you potentially, I think the guy that's definitely going to probably test free agency is Lynn Holm. I think he's going to want a contract similar to what we've seen going around. It may be, it may be the Ducks, the Ducks and Pat Pravik want to sign um, Manson and Raquel going forward and see and have them a part of their future. So maybe if with with cap space and trying to keep those guys around, they move a guy out like Adam Henrique um, with his five million dollar cap hit. So you never know what they they decide to do, um, but I think definitely um, if they continue to fall out of the playoff picture, they're going to be sellers and look for Lynn, one of Lindholm, Manson, or Raquel to move. Yeah, Andre, um, and there's another team that's expected to be sellers, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, the new expansion team in the Kraken uh, are expected. To, uh, uh, try and move players, which um, you've spoke about this a couple of times that they maybe got some of their decisions wrong. Um, I guess that's going to happen with a new uh franchise. I'm intrigued to see what they what sort of moves they do. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be a rough year or two as not everyone can hit the ground running when they come into the league. No, not everybody's going to be the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> um, you got to go through the expansion woes uh, before you learn, before you be a winner in a model franchise. I mean, Tampa, it took some time. Florida, San Jose. I mean, San Jose came in really good. Uh, Dallas was a good team, but they moved. Um, but it, it takes time to be a, a contender in, in this in this league. And yeah, I agree. They didn't, you know, draft. The, the wisest there were other guys on the board that they could use like a goal scorer so i wouldn't be shocked if guys like mark giordano 
or a Cali get moved, maybe a RFA like Ryan Donato. So they have options that they can move. They could get some pieces and picks for, for these players, um, maybe some prospects or guys that could play now in the league uh, that fit their system a little bit better. Maybe a guy like Chris Drieger gets moved as well. You know, teams need goaltending, so you never know with him. Uh, but, you know, I think the big name is – the two big names are probably going to be Yonkro and, and Giordano, and Giordano has been linked to the Flames. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be interesting. One last uh, team I wanted to talk to you about was the Panthers, who we mentioned earlier. The reports are they'll not just be looking uh, to bring players in, but they could well be the most aggressive team um, as we lead up to the trade deadline. What do you view as their biggest need right now? I think they could use more depth on defense uh, and maybe potentially a backup goalie if they don't believe that Spencer Knight is ready to push Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, look, I think they have everything set up offensively. I mean, you always could use more. Um, but I think depth on defense is what wins. And they are definitely going to be aggressive because they haven't won a playoff series since 1996. Oh, by the way, that was the year they went to the Stanley Cup final. So they've been in the playoffs multiple times and still haven't gotten out of the first round. And with this team, they feel that this is their window to do what they have to do to win. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if they go on and maybe make some calls for maybe a guy like Claude Giroux to help offensively score some goals. I mean, you can't ask, always outscore your problem, especially in the playoffs. That's where defense comes in. But if a team's gonna, if if their chance, if a guy like Giroux's gonna waive his no trade calls, maybe a place like. Um, Florida or Colorado is a place he's going to want to go because he has a chance to win there. However, I think the Panthers definitely need to look at themselves in the mirror and see what what they what their needs are. And I think defensively is what what they need to do. I think if you follow the franchise like Detroit and Tampa, especially Tampa, over the last couple of years, they just add depth and fill and guys that fill roles and that fit their roles their systems uh, perfectly. And I think that's what. Uh, I think that's what Florida is doing. And, you know, Tampa's just flying under the radar right there. And I think they're going to be a team that makes a move at the deadline as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'm sure this is something we'll preview in future shows. It always, as you said, gets hectic. So I'm looking forward to seeing who do make moves, who don't, and um, how they fit in the teams. Um that just about wraps up the episode. I've learned um, to thank you for joining me, and I know you're going to join me on Friday for our uh, Friday morning sports show, talking um, all sorts of sports, uh, depending what happens. I'm sure we'll cover over baseball, CBA, but if what uh, if when last time I checked Twitter. It'll pretty much be the same as last Friday, but we will see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this has been fun talking hockey, talking some trade rumors. Stay stay alert on when the next one drops. Uh, and, you know, it, there's a lot of stuff coming. Uh, it's going to be fun. A couple weeks to the deadline now. Stay tuned because we got you covered. And, yeah, not much has changed in the baseball negotiation. It feels like 0405 for the NHL. If the baseball players want to do something, I think they're just going to have to decide that this is the hill they're going to die on and um, decide that they're going to have to lose the season to get what they want. Yeah, I agree. I mean, certainly the reports are the owners are prepared to even lose a couple more because if they said if there's a 
part of the season they want to lose. It's the first part, so we will see. Um, we'll preview. Oh, we've got a lot of exciting things coming with the channel. Some um, exciting partnerships and adding new segments to um, this show. So please keep your eye out for all of that and um, maybe some exciting uh, content. Um, some ex players and so forth. Um, so please, everyone, keep your out for that we'll be back next monday and i just want to thank you for joining me today jim hey thanks for having me always a pleasure talking hockey with you here on a monday okay uh, friends for that uh everyone remember to check out jim's show also give him a follow on Twitter. you'll uh, be able to catch all his articles and if you're a wrestling fan you'll be able to check out his wrestling thoughts and uh treats uh, please do drop him a follow and thank you to everyone for supporting the show we'll be back next monday and until then thanks for watching this talk sport fan